Americans trapped behind enemy lines, uh, now Americans hostage to the whims of the terrorists. And Joe Biden is calling it. He can't, he can't give us an exact number. It's around 300, maybe as low as 250. I have more people in Congress and the Senate saying they're full of crap and the number's much higher. I can't get an exact number. Nobody has an exact number. Biden claiming an extraordinary success with unparalleled results. It was the right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. Really. We, we were ready for the Afghan army that he was bragging about just less than a month ago. Collapsing. Unparalleled results. The war is over. It's ended. No, it's not ended until every American is brought home, Joe, as he's out there yelling and lecturing and lying and and delusional that this is over. And we have we have all this leverage. You don't have any leverage with the Taliban. None. Zero. Well, Trump put me in this position. Well, you didn't listen to him on the borders or energy or China or peace through strength or anything else. And you didn't listen to his plan either because his plan was predicated on the threat of obliteration if they didn't cooperate completely. His plan included keeping Bagram Air Force Base. His plan was based on conditions on the ground. Donald Trump never would have left Americans behind. That I can tell you. They have the leverage over you, Joe, because our fellow Americans, you abandoned. You left the equipment, so now they're heavily armed as well, Joe. You haven't answered that question. How did, how did that possibly happen? That is, is that how you define an extraordinary success? Really? You said last, what, week or two weeks ago, ten to 15,000? We got 5,500 Americans out. Is this Joe Biden math? Listen to this American woman. Then we'll talk to Colonel Oliver North trapped in Afghanistan. Now, I know Joe's not listening, but you need to hear this. I just found out that they left and I was just silent for for a little while. And I just went walk around the rooms and I saw the young kids are sleeping and they have no clue what happened this morning that the last flight is gone and we're left behind it's heartbreaking to see that with all this uh, what's going on no one heard us that we are in danger and we need to be safe it's just heartbreaking i don't know i just don't even know what to say to you and uh, what whoever was uh, trying to help me and support me um even they did not tell me that the flight is this is the last flight so i still had hope that we will leave if not all of them at least some kids and some uh, mother who had disabled kids i had hope for them at least they can leave i don't know anymore what to believe anymore i don't believe in anybody anymore because they've been fooling me for past 10 days back and forth back and forth stories after stories i know i have a group of people who are supporting me and helping me and they're working very hard to for me to leave this country but the only thing is i don't have one specific word to say okay sarah you're clear go and i've been doing this and i don't know what to believe anymore i'm completely like speechless i don't know what to say but um i i, I just can't believe no one told me that this is the last flight am i safe now the question is my life am i safe are these people are safe and now i'm by myself here with 37 people this is my fear that if American could not help me 
when they were on the ground? How will they help me now when there no one is here? That's my question. Well, Joe thinks he has a lot of leverage. He doesn't have any leverage. They have all the leverage. Colonel Oliver North is with us. Colonel, you you fought in Vietnam. You have two Purple Hearts. You would have gotten more, but you didn't want to end your military career service. So you didn't take them. Um, you went to Iran with a suicide pill, willing to die for your country. Um, you know a thing or two about radical Islamic terrorism. And uh, you see that Joe is claiming an extraordinary success, the right, wise, best decision, unparalleled results, and the war is over. You ever think we'd leave Americans behind enemy lines like this? No. Uh, quite frankly, uh, this is one of the most grotesque examples of failed leadership at many levels that I've ever seen. Uh, and we just saw more of it. This is, a, this is an administration that cannot tell the truth. The only promises that Joe Biden has kept through this botched ex exit from Afghanistan have been to the Taliban. All the American public has gotten from our sadly befuddled president is deception, distortion, spin, and now, of course, the cover-up. If you look at some of the most blatant lies excreted from this administration, Joe Biden looks into the camera and claims no Americans will be left behind in Afghanistan. Well, we now know hundreds were left behind. He claimed that the Taliban would refrain from taking revenge on Afghans loyal to America. We now know that they're conducting house-to-house -house searches for the purposes of barbaric vengeance killings. And according to the uh, American Humane Society, the Taliban are even killing the military working dogs left behind in this totally botched bug out. I just, Sean, it, I, I watched that, those set of remarks today, and I, I have decided that what may well be happening is that his aides now know he is incompetent, mentally incompetent, to carry out the mission of the President of the United States. Okay? Not only just this botched mission, but anything else. And I think what they're doing is they're setting him up for a 25th Amendment expulsion from office. Now, God help us when we, if Pamela, Kamala, what's her, what's her name, Kamala? Well, that would take his own Kamala Harris. It would take, it would take his entire cabinet to do, or it would take his cabinet to do that. Well, that's true. Well, I will Why? tell you there is a great discernment here. If you look at the disastrous last couple of press conferences he's had it is it, it, there's been three unmitigated disasters and then That's i so guess they gave him a lot of caffeine today or whatever and you go be tough joey and and he was late as usual hours late yeah. and i'm sure just practicing no put more force behind it yell yell lecture you know and well, and well look at but, but the there's something really you don't go from no energy to like the energizer bunny just like that. There's there's medicines for that. What, oh. the, no, no, mm. there, there really is. I mean, there's, there's injections you can take, there's pills you can take, and obviously he got some of those today. But the, the bottom line of it is that the decisions that are being made, even more so than the botched responses that he has to take, which is probably why he didn't take any questions today. And somebody's now stopped that much. But why did he make the decisions he did? And my answer to that is, Never, ever underestimate the power of blackmail. 
we look at we know from just Hunter's laptop that money changed hands, and that if that's revealed, he's toast. They'll impeach him. I mean, certainly if not before. Well, let me let me slow this down. Yeah. Because the Chinese are lecturing us in Anchorage on human rights. Right. They're the the communist Chinese that gave the world COVID. Right. And Tony Blinken sat there and take it. They're now talking about taking over Taiwan, calling it reunification. They're lecturing the U.S. about we need their permission to land our planes in Taiwan. They're threatening our military bases and Japan's military bases. Uh, Putin gets a waiver to build the pipeline to supply our Western European allies. While simultaneously, we're getting rid of high-paying career jobs on the Keystone XL pipeline and eliminating energy independence. He's now begging OPEC to produce more oil. Right. So uh, what do they have in common? Well, Hunter made money in China, a fortune. He made money with a, in Russia, a fortune. And then Ukraine and Kazakhstan. And, and God only knows what the Russians and Chinese have on Hunter and Joe. Right. That's blackmail. That's called, Look well, and then he says, well, I, we have a lot of options here. We have economic uh, options. That sounds to me like ransom, Colonel. Is the United, United well, States not going to pay ransom to get these Americans back? There's only one little bit of good news in all of this. You know, I, I said last night on your TV show, I said, that, remember, Taliban equals ISIS equals Al-Qaeda equals the Haqqani network, okay? And it's all the same. It's the same people. And ultimately, they have, they have little panel discussions among themselves to find out, okay, you're going to go take a, your, one of your body bombers, and, and you guys over there fire those rockets and see if they can shut things down at the airport. And the Taliban stand up and say, wasn't us. We didn't do that. Do you believe that? Because I don't. I don't believe that thing that the Taliban... You mean the same Taliban that's going door to door? Identifying all of our allies because we left the data behind, just like we left, you know, all our military equipment behind, including drones and and Black Hawk helicopters and 208 aircraft and and other munitions and and weapons. And as Um, as I said on your show last night... That Taliban, right? No, it's the same Taliban. I said on the show last night, and it's it's a fact... And his, our intelligence services know that this is a fact. The GRU, the, so, the Russian military intelligence, is on the ground with equipment that can pick up cell phones, right? And what every time you dial a plus one, you're dialing the United States. So any phone that that's happening to, they can then direct a hit team, a, 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 a terrorist squad, to that home because they can track that cell phone. And, that, and then they kill in front of the families, and then some some cases even kill the families of those guys who work for us. They weren't just interpreters. Some of these guys were very well-trained commandos. Some of them went to school here in the United States. Some were Afghans living in the United States. You talk about people confusing uh, paperwork. These are guys, in some cases, born in the United States who went back to fight for their country, and all Biden has ever done is, is diss this, the, the Afghan special forces. They were, they were absolutely incredible. 66,000 Afghans have died in this war and fighting on our side. So We promised them, Colonel. We gave them our word. Well, well, we if did. it ever came to this, we'd get them out of there. Yeah, well, he lied. They're all going to die. And that's a fact. It, it, to the point they, they can... We, we've got... Sean, I've seen some of this footage. I mean, I've been working with a task force now for a month on how to get people out. And, and some of them who we did get out brought with them video of some of these murders. 
You know, every police chief in every district in every province has been gunned down. Every Can one you get me this video? No, you don't want to see it, buddy. No, I do. No, I do want to see it. Oh, and you I mean, know what? I want America to see it. Well, you can't. I mean, because you know why? Uh, I've already I've seen beheadings. You've seen beheadings. Yeah. You know, so I, at least I can describe it to my audience so they understand. It. Uh, do I want to see something that horrifically evil and gruesome? No, not really. But if we don't know the truth, if we don't address that the Taliban are terrorists, we, we're never going to survive. Our final moments with Colonel Oliver North, Colonel. Now that we are in this situation, I just, I don't, the word quit doesn't exist in my brain here when fellow Americans are in jeopardy. You had talked about maybe getting people to the northern part of Afghanistan, not an easy task. What options do you see to save American lives and Afghani ally lives? Well, I, I, I don't want to tell the uh, Afghan uh, folks or the Taliban or the Russians or the Chinese what the options are, but there are options. They're at high risk. They're enormously risky, not only to the people we're trying to rescue, but to the people carrying them out. But those kinds of things can be done. I've got some experience in doing some of these kinds of things. And, and amazingly enough, the, the, the sons of some of the folks I work with in getting hostages out in other places years ago, the sons are now out doing that kind of thing. Most of them, many of them certainly, uh, are people with whom I served. Uh, what are the, what the, are the odds that Americans that are hostaging behind enemy lines, the worst case scenario that I can think of, I don't need to get to be descriptive here. What are the odds that that's going to happen? Well, look, the worst that could happen is they get killed or tortured to death. I mean, it certainly happened to Bill Buckley, who was the CIA station chief in Beirut. The only part of that good news might be that hostages are worth a lot more alive than they are dead. And so there's a very strong likelihood that there's somewhere in the hierarchy of these terrorist organizations a realization that, that they all need not die. I mean, Bill, Bill Buckley was tortured to death, and the, and the hostages I did get out confirmed that. But they'll in, in show the us of, that they will do it. That will happen. Well, I, I have no doubt that if certain elements of this terrorist uh, in at work, right, that certain elements would certainly put a bullet in the back of their heads, just like they've done to these police chiefs. But, like I say, there's some people who realize there is some advantage. That's why I said a few moments ago, he's saying we've, that we've got tremendous leverage over the Taliban. No, it, no, we don't. They've got tremendous leverage over us by keeping some of those people hostage. And so... Some of them are going to try to escape, and hopefully we'll get, be able to get some help to them. It's hard to communicate with them. But there are, there are American former military people, in most cases, on the ground inside Afghanistan right now trying to carry out those kinds of missions. Colonel North, we appreciate you. Safe home, my friend. Um, God bless Godspeed. you. God bless Separate all five, these people. Pray for America. Pray for our, our fellow Americans trapped behind enemy lines. All right, Colonel, uh, we have Hannity tonight at 9. When we come back, I know you've been very patient today wanting to respond to uh, Biden's disastrous declaration of uh, extraordinary success today. We'll get to your calls, 800 941 next. 25 to the top of the hour, Joe Biden claiming what an extraordinary success. Unparalleled results. The right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. We left Americans behind. 
We left Afghan allies to die. Two weeks ago, he said we wouldn't do this. We wouldn't leave till every American was out, told Georgie Stephanopoulos. How do you say this is a success? How do, how, how, how do you de, how do you define success? Leaving all that military equipment in the hands of terrorists. You, is that successful? Leaving Americans behind is successful? We have all the leverage. We don't have any leverage. The Taliban has the leverage. Terrorists have the leverage. They're called American hostages. Well, we have we have diplomatic and economic means. What you gonna pay ransom? This is not going away. He can declare victory all he wants and pat himself on the back all he wants. By no def and he can yell all he wants, lecture all he wants, lie all he wants. And be as delusional as he is. It's not making this situation right. Ever before in history, the biggest airlift ever. 120,000 people out safely. Only 5,500 Americans. You told us two weeks ago we had ten to 15,000 Americans there. I think that was August 18th. God help these people. Now behind enemy lines, we don't know. We don't have an accurate number how many. They don't know. Mark in Texas, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Sir, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, my friend. It is an honor to have you. You kind of pointed on it a little bit. Sorry to jump right on in. Yeah, his math is blowing my mind. Ten to 15,000. Now there's less than 200. And we got out five, <laughs> 5,500 folks. <laughs> I mean, come on. The only way this is a success is if, it, if we're playing by the playbook of Wiley Coyote. I mean, he never caught the, the roadrunner. Let's nope. go. I mean, we want to have an evacuation via air. So we leave our air base? <laughs> I mean, there's no military Sorry, left I'm, on the I, ground. I'm worked up a little bit. I got to listen to, uh, to Powell, and I'm, I'm, I'm in North, and I'm, I'm kind of worked up a little bit right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so am I. I am so pissed you, off. I can't even describe how pissed off I am. I am, I'm, I'm beyond, this is beyond a shift show. It's so bad. It's so humiliating, so embarrassing. And I am really, really worried about knowing what they're capable of for our fellow Americans. I am extraordinarily concerned. Our, the, our Afghan allies, we promised to get out so much for honor and pro promises and commitment and fidelity to, you know, a promise because we just abandoned them. They're going to die in the thousands. Mark my words. And you know what? I pray to God I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. I don't think I am, unfortunately. I wish I was. I, one of these times, you wish you didn't even know. Got a I mean, note from my son say, earlier I mean, today. Why would, we, why would we leave the air base and try and secure the most unstrategic location in that country? Fly Why away. didn't we do it when we had full, complete control of Kabul? Why? I think we could have well, had a supply line and yep. facilitate that supply line with the with what we had there. And and like out of his own mouth, three hundred thousand Afghanistan, Afghanistan Army. They wouldn't have turned on us if we wouldn't have taken away their transport and air support. 
that's why they didn't have any they didn't have a choice at the time well they did but and they made their flip choice but that's the same people we fought in 2001 when we got there they flipped in except we were offering serenity we were offering the beauty of democracy <clears throat> and they flip again like i say the only way this is a success is if wiley coyote drew up this evacuation plan this is absolutely terrible and I won't take up any much much more of your time, but God bless our thirteen. That was yeah. absolutely terrible. And these folks, I don't. <laughs> we're gonna have no the, we're gonna have two of the Gold Star families on tomorrow. Anyway, thanks, Mark. Good call. Perry is in New York. Perry, thanks for checking in. You're on the Sean Hannity show. Hey, Sean, how are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you I for mean, calling. A lot of what I have to say, I guess, is a repeat, but it's frustration. And when you listen to a guy speak just because he raises his voice and he's claiming victory, he has to claim victory because he knows there is no victory. And to say it's a success when you got 13 young men and women dead because he had to take people out and then send them back in and still not accomplish what he had to accomplish, leave Americans behind enemy lines, leave our service dogs there along with all of our equipment. I just don't understand. When is enough enough? Can anybody screw up this bad without being told to screw up this bad? I just, it's very, very upsetting. It's really frustrating. I don't think everybody's falling for it, but the Democrats stick together. They just no, they're, they're actually not sticking together. Person to believe it. There's we had the one guy, Seth Moulton. He's he's like no way. You have Senator Mark Warner, chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, wrote the images from Afghanistan are devastating. And he said that his committee will ask the tough but necessary questions about why we weren't better prepared for a worst case scenario, which, by the way, Biden claimed we were. Uh, Congresswoman Chrissy uh, Houlihan, you know, said, you know, about the president. These past few days have been difficult to process, not because the Taliban's progress was surprising. In fact, the opposite. We sounded the alarm and our dire warnings fell on deaf ears. This I can tell you, Perry, I have very good sources. This was not an intelligence failure. Just the opposite. The intelligence was perfect. The admonitions and warnings were perfect. He didn't listen to anybody. Now you've got this disaster and let me tell you what others now know and that is that they now know that we've got americans caught behind enemy lines in the hands of terrorists no there's no rational person that is going to tell me that it's likely that this is going to end well this is not going to end well it's already not ended well you can't you know screw this up more than this guy has screwed this up. And then to blame the past administration. Get over it. You're the guy in charge now. Stop blaming what's in the past is in the past. You're the guy. Accept mm-hmm. it. Accept the responsibility. Well, well, he, no, he did. He, he took responsibility. It's my decision, he said. It's it. Yeah. He goes, Wait, ask yourself, what is our vital national interest? I have the answer. Save Every single American and every Afghan ally, we promise to get the hell out of there if this day comes. Because they're all going to get murdered. 
there's going to be sights and sounds, you know, that you, you're not going to want to see it. I've seen this stuff. I asked Holly North to send it to me. I, I give people warnings. <laughs> this is pretty bad. Why, why do I look at it? It's my job to look at it. It's my job to describe what a beheading looks like. I've seen them. Horrifying, I tell you. It's horrifying. And everything that's happening right now, he's just got to go, but he's never going to go because what are we going to be stuck with? And they know it. Kamala? <laughs> God help us. Thanks, Perry. I wrote a book, Deliver Us from Evil, in 2004. Talked about the history of evil in the last century alone. When you look at Mao, China, Stalin, Russia, Hitler, Nazi Germany, Mussolini, fascism, Tojo, Pol Pot, killing field, uh, over 100 million human beings slaughtered. How many are going to be slaughtered in this case? I don't, we, we, we won't even be able to know. Back to our phones, David in Tennessee. David, glad you called, sir. Sean, um, Sean, I was listening to the general, your guest on the show today. By the way, a great show. Uh, I wish it was under certain other circumstances, but same here. When everybody, I'd rather talk about Linda taking her son to go get a happy meal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the reality of every buddy pointing their finger at, at Joe, I think it's all scripted. And if we can shed some light going back a few years when we saw how they were treating Donald, the media, um, how we saw Nancy rip up his speech in front of the, the world, and the audacity of when we see how the change in the election right before our eyes, that the, the whole election changed within days and went on for weeks. And then you have Chuck Schumer coming out and saying he's going to change America. I think that this was all planned and designed to stick him in there as a prop and design this whole thing because you saw the day he came in to office, they lined up like amendments to change the pipeline, the border, everything he did was as if it was designed happen and he had no clue just like he had no clue with what was going on in Bagram in Afghanistan and I think it was all a bragging rights parade ready to come up to this hey I'm going to be out before it's 9-11 and the icing on the cake is this big five million five trillion dollar infrastructure bill that I think was the biggest hoax of all because what infrastructure bill it's called human infrastructure, daycares infrastructure, free exactly. child care infrastructure, free college infrastructure, free health care infrastructure, government healthy food infrastructure. You know, remember when the mob, the media, when the when President Bush landed on the aircraft carrier and there was that big mission accomplished sign. This is Joe Biden's mission accomplished on steroids and human growth hormone. And. This this declaration of victory today, an extraordinary success, I promise you, he's going to eat every one of those words, and I'm going to shove it right down his throat on TV and radio every day and remind everybody, every single bad thing that happens, he did this. Now, as far as what others plan, I don't know. What their motivations are, I don't know. But a guy that can barely, you know, say a word the last three times he's out in public. He's Mr. Energy Bunny today. I'm suspicious of that, too. Something's so off 
and so wrong. And everybody sees it. I have something set up, teed up. I'm not going to tell everybody, telegraph what it is. I'm waiting for people to criticize me, calling them weak, frail, and cognitive a cognitive mess. I'm, I'm, I'm dying for them to attack me on it. I can't wait, as a matter of fact, because I have the greatest defense ever. So go ahead, attack me. I'm, I'm waiting for it. But this doesn't do anything to save our Americans that we abandoned. We abandoned American citizens behind enemy lines. They're now hostages to the whims of terrorists. God help all of them. God help every Afghan ally. Anyway, I'll give you the last word. It's not amazing how we arm them and they're, gonna, they're hanging Afghans oh. from our helicopters. It's almost like a Scarface script. It's like a bad movie. And you don't know how it's going to come about. I've, you know, you listen to Colonel North, how he, his past and his ideas, I've listened to, listened to him on your show, and his ideas, they don't care. And you think about who, who in the Pentagon is listening and what's going on is like a nightmare. It's almost like Rod certainly could have a script for years to come just based on what happened in the last two years. The fact that they have not resigned people in his administration or been fired is inexplicable to me. It's a joke. It's a joke. If it was Donald Trump, every minute, every second, every hour of the day, yeah, they'd show this. They, they, they and, sure the media showed more outrage over a mean tweet of Donald Trump. Did you see what he tweeted? Oh, I got the vapors. Oh, I'm so offended. And they'd feign their phony moral outrage all the time. Anyway, David, good call. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, as we roll along, wrapping up uh, for today, um, we've got an unbelievable uh, show on Hannity tonight. And you're going to hear from one of the, a veteran wounded in Afghanistan. You're going to meet a woman whose husband died in Afghanistan. You're going to hear from... Pete Hegseth and Dan Hoffman and all the hard work that both of them and so many others have been involved in trying to get people out of there. Lindsey Graham thinks that Biden needs to be impeached. I don't disagree with that either. Uh, We also have Congressman Michael Waltz. He's been phenomenal on this. Morgan Ortega, who is the spokesperson for Pompeo, has been great. Uh, Dana Lash, Joe Concha. and we just will give you the news and information you're not going to get from the media mob because that's what we do pray for our fellow americans left behind enemy lines and that are hostages to the whims of the taliban and we'll see you tonight at nine please set your dvr back here tomorrow as always thank you for being with us you make the show possible